Welcome back to A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. I am so pleased to have Jeanette Bott with me this week, the president and CEO of the Utah Food Bank. Trish Hatch is here, the coordinator of the CASA program, court-appointed special advocate program. And Jeanetta Williams is with me, the president of the Salt Lake branch of the NAACP and NAACP Tri-State Conference. I, I want to ask you about the death rate going up in newborns and in babies here in the United States. Trish, can I start with you? When you look at this, this and this, I, I look at this data as being connected to the data of our overall uh, longevity going down in the United States too. What are we doing wrong here? How do you see this? Well, it's so sad. It's just so, we're, we're like one of the most advanced countries. We have the highest infant mortality rate USA does, and we have the highest maternal mortality rate. I looked up Utah's numbers just to see how we compare from, and they only have data to 2021, but the maternal death rate has increased 30% since they started keeping track of this. Um, it, we should be going down. Does it say I, why? Well, I mean, I could go through the whole article. It's the, um, it's, published by the CDC, mater Maternal Mortality Rates in the United States. Okay. But, I mean, they they tie it into the fact that women are not getting abortions when they need it, so they're having babies that they probably weren't healthy enough to have. The five reasons are like opioids, infection, a pregnancy that couldn't come, wouldn't wasn't viable, and I'm trying to think what the other ones were. But they mm -hmm. gave the list of, of the five reasons women are dying more often, and it ties right into forcing women to have children. And I think that impacts the infant mortality rate too, because more babies are dying in childbirth. I had not stopped to consider that, but that is so interesting. And the, the three things you point to, opioid addiction or maybe all drug addiction, infection, that's fascinating. And what was the third one you mentioned, Trish? I can't um, remember. Child viability. viability. Right, being forced right. to carry a child to term that you know isn't going to survive. Right. Right. That is so interesting. How do you, uh, Jeanette, do you have a, a comment about this? What do you think? You know, it's so interesting as I look at the, you know, the, the, the folks that we serve, you know, when we, we continue to see the, the landscape of and look of families changing. We've always talked about how big families are in Utah, and that maybe isn't necessarily the case as much anymore. But we are seeing a lot of younger mothers. We're seeing you know, a lot of teens, a lot of very young girls who really are not old enough to understand how to care for themselves, let alone care for a child. And then we're seeing situations that are being forced on households due to inflation, due to no affordable housing, all the things that make stress a huge and viable problem for families are happening to these mothers. And if you don't have food to put on the table, that's a big deal. Yeah, that that's huge, and and your, the way you, your perspective is always so interesting uh, to me. All of yours are, um, Jeanette. How, how do you see this? Uh, well, when I was doing some research as well, years ago there was a higher rate in black babies being, and mostly black and brown babies. The, you know, looking at higher mortality rate. There's four states that were observed as having seen. Uh, increased infant mortality, and those were Georgia, Iowa, Missouri, and Texas. So when we look at Georgia and Iowa and the demographics, those are so different. And so I don't know for sure what's going on. And then even when we look at 
you know, Missouri and Texas, uh, you know, the, the demographics. And then they said, well, uh, Nevada was the single state to see a huge drop in mortality rate in 2022. So, you know, we we're trying to find out, okay, so what are they doing so different in Nevada than they're not doing in those other, you know, forward states? Yeah. So it has to be something going on, but uh, I'd like to see more research on, on seeing exactly why it's that. That's interesting. In, in my role at the state um, for children and child welfare, um, this is that, you know, the having women having babies, girls having babies is a direct impact on our child welfare system. Usually um, poverty is intergenerational. These girls are doing what their mothers did. Um, these children will be exposed to the same um, way of life that they lived with their mothers. And then they, they, you know, these children then come into the child welfare system. And it's just, it feels like to me, if we don't do a better care of maternal health, and the article mentioned what other countries um, do where they have somebody that comes by the home, visits with the mother and, and the father, and talks about childbirth. I know in my niece in Canada, um, she had a person come by the house once a month and just to make sure she was and the baby was doing okay. And that was for an entire year. Um, and so we just don't do that here. And I think if we want to stop spending money on child welfare when the children are expensive and cost the state a lot, we need to start with girls and women who are pregnant and help them get the services they need so they don't come back into the system 10 years later yeah. and have children that then come back into the system. We, we need to figure out the maternal health and the infant mortality rate so we can stop it. And the way to stop that is to provide better health and care to our moms. It's like you have to invest either at the front end or the back end. And why not invest at the front end where there's so much less suffering involved and less expenditure? And trauma and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a wonderful conversation. I, how does the time go by this fast? Will you please all come back and see me again? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I won't see you before the holidays, so let me wish you a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. I'm grateful for the three of you. I'm grateful for the work you each do. You all are such selfless servants, and I'm grateful for all of the work you do and for your friendship. Thank you, ladies. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. And we'll see you next week here on A Woman's View. If you enjoy Amanda Dixon, join us back here each weekday for news and stories important to our community. Amanda hosts Utah's Morning News from 5 to 9 on KSL News Radio.